When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Week one still not in the books as there's one game left to be played in the college football schedule of the first week of the college football season. Clemson and Georgia Tech getting at it tonight, but so much to talk about of all the other games, Aaron, that have occurred on whether it be Saturday, whether it be Friday, whether it be Thursday, and especially what happened last night in New Orleans. Dan, let me ask you a question. So, you know, we uh, kind of a generic sports talk conversation is best week on the sports calendar, best weekend, right? And and we know who the, the candidates are. Uh, you know, opening weekend of the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, the, the weekend of the AFC-NFC championship game. Obviously, Major League Baseball opening day is kind of a midweek thing. 
I think the five-day just platter of college football is like one of the more underrated things that happens, you know, and, and I'm obviously I love college football, but there's no NFL yet. Even the NFL guys, you saw them all visiting their alma maters, all those guys on the Ohio State sideline this weekend. But the, the five days, usually there's a really good game on Thursday. Usually there's a really good game on Sunday, a really good game on Monday. I know we want to get to the game itself last night, but it was just something I was thinking about here over the last couple of days. I, I think it's a nice weekend. Here's the weird thing about it is because Sunday, and and this is before Florida State and LSU, and honestly, I, it was a game that you had brand names, and it turned out to be amazing, but I wasn't sure if it was a day that you're sitting there like waiting for, you know, for, for the whole day. So I actually was kind of like, I almost felt like hungover yesterday afternoon because there was there was like this we were we were so crazy with college football starting from Thursday night and then the full boat that we got on Saturday there was there was no golf well live golf but that's a whole other story no golf for me to take in because the tour championship had ended the week before you had baseball going on you had the US Open but I felt that there was something missing yesterday afternoon and then it's like I had five more beers with the uh, with what transpired <laughs> uh, in Louisiana in the Superdome last night with that Florida State LSU. It's a I, I don't know if I'd put it number one because no. of what happens on Sunday, but maybe yeah maybe it's it, it's it it I'll, I'll I'll say this one more thing. It's tough to match next weekend as well because it's the first NFL weekend. And then you've got like, you're like, okay, now I'm ready to buckle in. But it is a very, very strong start to the uh, to the fall season. I'll, I will say that. Yeah, it is weird. There is always that lull on Sunday if, you know, if you're not with family. Because, you know, Monday is kind of the barbecue day. And, you know, you live on the East Coast. You know, you get to kind of wrap the weekend with, with the Monday night game, whatever it is. But Sunday's like that. Uh, if you're not bouncing around, that's the one where you're like, I want to be watching something. Uh, I just got 14 straight hours of college football on Saturday, so yeah, may- maybe uh, you know we could talk to the bosses over at FS1 or something. Get you know get a uh, I don't know a, a, you know an Indiana Iowa game or something on early Sunday before uh, before the late game on Sunday. But yeah, no, I just I I think and you're right. This weekend coming up probably doesn't get enough credit for what it is because we have the the great thing about this week too Dan is obviously it goes without saying we got college football into Monday and then it, it, the holiday and then it feels like we're right there with that Thursday yeah. night game. So I get it um and and I agree. I just I was thinking about this last night. It's like man, this five straight days of college football is really pretty awesome. Well, it's it's legit and I, and 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 to to not get into story time Get into story time. We got four hours to get There's there's something that that goes along with that. Early in my my tenure at Fox Sports Radio, I would cover college football. And I would go to different spots across the country, all part of the tailgate tour, cover. And we were at really the biggest game every single weekend. So it was flying here, there, and everywhere. And it was 2006. And I remember being in the press box of – Ohio State, Texas. It was one against two in Austin. And this was a big game. This is after Texas won the national championship and Texas won the year before. But you have, uh, you know, with Vince Young. And so Colt McCoy comes in as a freshman. It's just this absolute electric atmosphere. And it hit me then on how special it was because I was also so jacked for the NFL season. 
the next like the next day. Sure. Because it was week one the next day, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, my goodness. And this is, and granted, you don't get one versus two a lot uh, early on in the college football season. That time we had it. But the point that I'm making is what's so great about the upcoming weekend was we had the biggest game in college football being played right in front of my eyes with a team that I had cheered for for so long in my life that I was excited to, to you know to watch and, and to see. And yet all uh, the NFL was also on my mind. And, and, sure. and so that's so that's so that's why it's it is, you know, you bring it up and, and I love next weekend and, and it's not to downplay this past weekend, but it truly is a, a you know, a great part of the sports calendar. And we always have this, you know, is, is March better or is this better? Well, when you're in this, it's really difficult to top this at this time. I totally agree. Uh, as you said, one game left. And I know that last night we want to get into. It was an absolute thriller, man. Yeah. And if last night's game stinks, I don't know how much of. You know, like I, I'm not sure on how strong we feel about it, and that and that and that's the 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 ability to have a standalone game with so many twists and turns, and to have that final two and a half minutes be that final two and a half minutes. It is it, it's great, and when you're on Twitter and you're all following the same sort of people, everyone is just tweeting about this game between. I know they're brands, Aaron, but two unranked teams. Like, yep. That's what we had. Like that's it wasn't a one versus two showdown that we had, you know, sixteen years ago that you're watching in that standalone window. It was two uh, unknown, uh, unranked teams with Brian Kelly making his debut and 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 maybe under fulfilling teams over the last few seasons, trying to figure out a way. And because of that narrative. It lived up to absolutely every single expectation that you could expect from that game and probably exceeded it. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, that that, that was kind of my takeaway. And, and Jason Martin and I being on Saturday nights, it, it, that's part of the factor as well is, you know, Jason and I are preparing all day. We're going to talk Ohio State. We're going to talk Notre Dame. Uh, we're going to talk Georgia-Oregon. And it ended up that Utah-Florida was by far the most compelling and interesting game in night one. And I just bring it up because that shows the power of college football is that we talk about all the the, the negatives, playoff expansion, NIL, realignment, whatever, uh, and then you get a Sunday night where you're, you're like, okay, I'm curious because of the Brian Kelly factor, but outside of that, I really don't know much about Florida State. They haven't been very good. LSU obviously bottomed out last year, no Coach O, and then we get it obviously – I mean, I get you. We'd call it a classic, right? Like, I mean, it, it was iconic. Uh, it was a little sloppy for sure, but I, I do think it kind of showed what makes college football college football is the yes. fact that uh, you know that 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 game turned into a classic. That was a classic because, as you said, it was college football, but that's also college football. It's it's imperfection, and and I listen. I, I thought it was so intriguing after the muff punt with two minutes left, and Florida State takes over. You know, and 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 I'll say this: another not our network, another competing network. Uh, you know, Joe Tessitore is the best voice that ESPN has when it comes to college football. You want to um, real quick? I don't mean to get into story time, but yeah. fun fact about Joe Tessitore: he was the local eleven o'clock sports news guy in Connecticut when I was growing up. So you talk about you know taking an opportunity at ESPN and running with it yeah. uh, from being a local sports guy. I just love stories like that. Kind of tells you you could start anywhere, end up anywhere. And I agree. Best one of the best voices in the business for sure. Go ahead. You know, but for you know, you got a lot of lot of flack for what happened on uh, you know Monday Night Football. Didn't necessarily translate. It wasn't his fault. He's he's made for college football, and to have him on that call, I thought was was great. But to get down to it, so he and Greg McElroy are on the call, 
And the muff punt happens, and Florida State's now got the football, what, inside the 10-yard line, and uh, they're <laughs> they're up seven, and there's two minutes left, and LSU has all their timeouts. And McElroy's like, you know, they, they LSU should let Florida State score. I didn't agree with that. I didn't think that that was. I didn't think that that was the plan. I don't. I, I know that you want to get the football back, but it's it's difficult to come back from two touchdowns. And when you have three timeouts, if you call your timeouts, you can hold them to a field goal. Where if you get the onside kick, which you need anyway, then you only have to kick a field goal to tie. In theory, that's that's what I'm thinking. And and what made last night so great, Aaron, was that. Greg McElroy is saying, let him score. And I'm saying, no, don't let him score. Use your timeouts. And Brian Kelly's like, you know what we're going to do? We're only not going to let them score. We're not going to use one of my timeouts, like at first. It was very Super Bowl 48 with the Seahawks and Patriots where the Seahawks get that crazy catch from Jermaine Curse and it gets them down to the five-yard line, and then the clock continues to run, and then Marshawn Lynch runs the ball. Bill Belichick is not calling a timeout, kind of freaking the Seahawks out a little bit. And Brian Kelly didn't call a timeout after the first, you know, the first play. And I'm like, you're wasting 30 seconds of the clock here. Second down comes, they actually do call a timeout. So I'm thinking, okay, well, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. You could have just managed it a bit better, only to have Florida State then run, a, you know, a pitch to actually pitch the football. Like all you needed to do is you knew what they were going to do. You want to go up two scores, you. Maybe you don't want to get into the end zone. Maybe you want them to, you know, run a little bit more time or use the t- whatever the case is. The last thing you do is you run a pitch play, and then it fumbles, and then you fumble, and then all mayhem breaks from there. And that's not even the half of it. So I know. Even in that first two minutes or that last two minutes of the beginning part of it, there were so many different ways that it can go. Greg McElroy's thinking one thing. I'm thinking another. Brian Kelly's doing another. It was absolute mayhem before we even got the LSU touchdown at the end. Uh, it speaks to the imperfection of the sport, right? I mean, so many, and we're going to get into all of the nuance of it, but I mean, you just kind of set up two things right there that I, you know, aren't even going to be discussed probably much today by by a lot of other people is the muff pun, obviously, okay, that'll be discussed, but then the pitch on the goal line, that might be discussed a little bit, but it speaks to, again, this is college football. It's an imperfect sport. These are not professionals. Um, and then, of course, it set up what became, you know, just that final 120 uh, was just absolutely bananas. The the also the call on just the the one second the first down. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I mean, it, it, you know, to, to to sit there and have that sort of conversation, and and it wasn't it wasn't a matter of it wasn't a matter of there being time left on the clock. Like, did he get out of bounds with one second, or wasn't double zero for those that didn't see it? Like, there was still time left on the clock, but again. If the referee makes the correct call on the field, there is no guarantee that LSU can get lined up squarely in time because the clock would have stopped on the the first down but then would have started again. There's no guarantee LSU gets lined up even to run a play that ended up being uh, the touchdown that got them within one last night. So like like that craziness of it. I'm not saying the ref made a bad call. He made the call that he thought was – correct and it was kind of a bang bang sort of play where you can't tell if the guy's leg is down or not but he got out of bounds honestly he probably erred on the on the right play for us as fans Florida State may not feel that way but I must rather have the guy get out of bounds and stop the clock and and allow at least one more play as opposed to the guy being inbounds and who knows if LSU is able to line up 
Absolutely, and it just, you know, again, the, the way that it ended, and then to, to drive the length of the field, 99 yards, to have the extra play that they probably shouldn't have had, and then, of course, to have the PAT blocked. And so I, I know we're going to have plenty of time to react to the rest of, of this game throughout the next four hours, but, um, you know, it's it just it just speaks to a lot, man. It was it was a but, crazy – go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's just do it now because, honestly, Florida State and LSU was a classic last night, but there was so much college football to get to. The other part of it on the extra point that, that was crazy to me, I went back and rewound the play. Aaron, I I thought maybe LSU only had ten guys on the field. Really? I like didn't like see that. I thought they didn't. They had eleven, but because Florida State got through so easily, I thought I wonder if LSU was missing a guy. And 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 on that play, so I went and I rewound and I counted. And I'm like, no, there's eleven. Because sometimes in the chaos of things, you know, like you're like, oh my gosh, they score, they came back, and you're not thinking. And how many times is it that a special teams guy for some reason? has to run out late on the on the field and I thought to myself I go I wonder if LSU like was short a guy because Florida State didn't just have one guy go through they had like three guys that could have maybe have blocked that extra point and then it ends up you know, they had 11 and it was just more of alignment and and I saw graphics on Twitter today that this was a problem throughout the game last night uh, that LSU had the long line but it was so easily done that extra point was blocked that I thought maybe LSU didn't have enough guys on the field. Well, and I think the other thing that I would take away from that as well as the game as a whole, um, you know, there's a reason Brian Kelly is there, and it's because, you know, LSU completely melted down after that championship season. And I think to an outside observer that doesn't follow college football 365 days a year, uh, you could sit there and say, how can you fire a coach after two years after he wins a national championship? Well, it's because lack of accountability, lack of discipline, lack of whatever, and that was essentially why Brian Kelly was brought in to 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 kind of um you know, kind of bring an adult into the room if you will at LSU where where things had gone off the rails. And so, why am I bringing that up now? Well, it's because what you just said. It's not just a blocked PAT. Um it's the fact that the guy got through easy. It's the fact that there was a um a block field goal earlier in the game. It's the fact that there was a muffed punt that set all of this up, and it was the second muffed punt of the game. It's the fact that the kid doesn't get out of bounds, and instead uh, his knee falls down. Like those are the reasons that Brian Kelly is at LSU, and those are things that obviously need to be corrected in a hurry for them to get back to where they want to be. But again, it just speaks to to me. I think everyone thinks, oh, it's LSU. They produce a million NFL players. Uh, you know, how bad was it really under Coach O? Well, we see how much work Brian Kelly still has to do because it was one uh, thing shooting themselves in the foot after another. Not saying that Florida State shouldn't have won. I thought Florida State was the better team, but I do think it speaks to a little bit of that LSU that we we're just talking about. Do you think Brian Kelly should have gone for two? I mean, obviously hindsight no. yes but no I think you're at you know you know first of all you're down 14 in the fourth going into the fourth you have all the momentum um I, I don't think so no I, I I mean if he had gone for two it would have been cool I would have had no fundamental issue like 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 if he had gone for two and they had missed it um I wouldn't have come on here today like what are you know like I wouldn't have done the the, the hot take sports yeah. talk radio but yeah yeah interesting because two things you said there I it, not saying that you you were contradicting yourself but in situations like this they usually do contradict each other. Better team, you can play for overtime. If you think you have the better team, play for overtime because you're gonna, you know, more plays, you're likely to come out on top. Um, if Florida State's the better team during the game, then maybe you do want to end it there. Um, but to the point, momentum. Momentum was on the side, and uh, and I do believe in momentum. I know some people don't. Momentum was on your side. You have that energy. Why not go? 
you also have a home crowd, basically. You know, I mean, you're yep. you know, you're playing an hour away from Baton Rouge. I mean, it's a not saying that Florida State didn't travel because they did, but still, it's a pro LSU crowd. You know, like like those were the things that that were going. I was not surprised. I was going to say this. I was not surprised that he went for for one. And I actually thought that you know what, you make it you make it back that far. Momentum is on your side, even if you take a breather. You're still the one. You know, like Florida State's probably sitting there on the sidelines, so mad that they could have wrapped up this game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he should have gone for two. When he when I saw him pointing to go for a one, I felt that it was the right call. Yeah, real quick. Um, I agree, and I think you know there there are times where I get playing for the win. It's cool. Like I'll give you an example really quick. I thought Utah throwing in a triple coverage on Saturday night was the wrong move. People say, well, they don't have any timeouts. What are you going to do? Throw the ball out of bounds a couple times, kick a field goal, go to overtime. I know you're on the road, but if the play isn't there, you cannot do what what Utah did. And so I just bring it up because I think we all, in theory, you know, you, you have the scenarios where you should probably play for the win. Utah is a good example. They're on the road. It's 90,000 people cheering against them. But I just thought, I have no problem with you throwing the ball out of bounds a couple times and kicking a field goal going to overtime, and it's the same with LSU. I know that there was plenty of scenarios, including the fact that they were probably outplayed for the majority of last night, but but I had no real issue with them uh, going for one, and uh, unfortunately it did not work out for them. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. We are jacked for what we had in college football, and it wasn't the only uh, showdown this past weekend that grabbed a lot of people's attention. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, it was a top five battle in Columbus, and Ohio State may not have looked great, but there is something that they should be really, really happy about. We'll tell you what that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain, but for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide, you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. And I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. So go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb. We'll get the latest from Monty Bolaños in about seven minutes. She's at the news desk. U.S. Open rolling on. Rafael Nadal in action plus day baseball. And someone has hit another home run. Monty has that all in about seven minutes or so. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. We appreciate you listening. Uh, hope you're staying safe on this uh, Labor Day weekend. Ryan's Voice at Ryan's Voice tweets in. Uh, happy Labor Day from the UP and happy to have us as a part of their cookout up in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, Upper Peninsula. A big yeah. Vikings fan is Ryan getting ready for that showdown with the Packers coming up on Sunday in week one. I will tell you really quickly, one of our most powerful stations is in Minnesota. And I know that because I had the audacity one time. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers on my Saturday show. And I mentioned, yeah, you know, a lot of wins to be had in that division. You know, Chicago, Detroit, we'll see on Minnesota. 
Oh, I must have gotten about ten tweets from <laughs> from the fan. great yeah. yeah from the great state of Minnesota. They were not happy that they were lumped. And, and I, to their credit, listen, sometimes we got to own a mistake in our business, and I think they're right. I probably shouldn't have lumped them in with uh, Detroit and Chicago, but uh, yeah, they they let me know about it. Uh, and to like I said, to their credit, they were probably right on it. So there is something about uh, the. Vikings and Packers and NFC we'll get to a little bit later on in the show. Five Eastern, two Pacific around that neighborhood. We continue, though, to talk about college football. Uh, big in the Midwest, obviously. And Notre Dame, Ohio State was big around the entire country. Notre Dame goes in with a halftime lead, you know, yeah. in this game. And then in the second half, Ohio State's defense. And I think I told you when we, we got together last week, I, I the offense with Ohio State is, is going to be fine. It wasn't that... I thought that they would put 50 up on the board. I wasn't sure. What I wanted to find out was Ohio State going to win, you know, the spread was 17. Was it going to be 56-42? Or was it going to be like a 42-17 sort of game? And in the end, it's a 21-10 game where Ohio State doesn't cover. Uh, Irish do cover, but the Irish didn't do much in the second half. And that was the biggest takeaway that I think so many and so many Ohio State fans had was – what is going to happen with this defense? And it's not that Notre Dame has the best offense uh, in the country. Uh, they were lacking, and you saw some of that. But some of that was also due to Ohio State's defense. And that is the, the, the biggest takeaway from it was Ohio State limiting Notre Dame in the second half uh, to just two completions. They didn't score in the second half, had under 100 yards of total offense. And and really, Notre Dame had trouble. If you make a tackle on the first play of the game, their yardage total is a lot different. So Ohio State's defense, while the, while the offense seemed to be out of sorts and Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, was, was dinged up and ended up not returning to the game because of a leg injury, Ohio State's defense and their ability to shut down Notre Dame was my biggest takeaway from that game and why Buckeye fans should uh, you know, be happy with what happened at the Horseshoe in addition to the win. Yeah, it was funny being on air during this one because we led our show 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturday with, uh, you know, Ohio State's in trouble, who could have imagined? And then by the end, it was like, okay, better team won. And it's not just that they won, but you look at the stats. I mean, first of all, C.J. Stroud really struggled in the first half. By the end of the game, about 225 yards passing, almost seven yards per completion. Not C.J. Stroud numbers, but not terrible either. Ohio State finishes with five yards per carry. And, of course, the defense spoke for itself. So, you know, it's one, Dan, where, and I've said this many times working with you, doing doing other shows, I know in our kind of business, we're expected every game, every sh- everything, every topic to have this big, strong, bold opinion. Um, I don't think that Ryan Day was necessarily happy with it, but I don't think there's some crazy takeaway where Ohio State's overrated, Notre Dame's underrated, Notre Dame loses again. Uh, what did Ohio State do wrong? When you factor in that their defense played great, that they being Ohio State, mm-hmm. Five yards per carry, and C.J. Stroud threw for almost 250 yards without his top wide receiver. I thought it was a solid effort uh, and one that you can learn from going forward. And, and we, we'll get to Notre Dame in a sec, but that was that was the other takeaway is Stroud's numbers aren't off the charts. Like they obviously, like we, you know, he threw more yards to Jackson Smith and Jigman in the Rose Bowl than he threw the entire game, you know, against Notre Dame, and by a large, by about 100 yards, he he did so. But without Jackson Smith and Jigba, really in this game, who only had two catches for three yards, what what I thought was great from C.J. Stroud was, number one, his ability to elude pressure. 
he doesn't run. Like he, he he doesn't run, and I actually think it's something that could could enhance his game. He doesn't have to be a running threat, but he just he doesn't take off and run and can get a first down on a third and eight. That's not him. But he made a couple of plays on the run uh, with pressure, throwing the football, and one was a big pass to Mayan Williams, uh, the, the running back, mm-hmm. as he was running out of bounds. He had a couple of those where he's on the move, one throwing across his body, one w- with his body. I thought that that was all like like positive, like that's next level sort of stuff, and he seems to be really rounding into a leader. And there, there was a third down that they missed that Abuka didn't sit down in the zone and it kind of threw behind him, and that's that's not on C.J. Stroud. That's on you know the wide receiver who all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's target number one because – you know, Smith and Jigba is not on the field. So I, I thought the numbers weren't there. And obviously, you know, an Anthony Richardson, uh, a Bryce Young, those sort of performances that you had this past weekend will put you on the map for a Heisman candidate, you know, a candidacy and put you on the, in the Heisman race. C.J. Stroud's numbers aren't going to do that, but I felt that he played pretty well against the Notre Dame team, Aaron, that they're not a top five team, but they very well are a top 15 team. So, and I think that's kind of the takeaway with Notre Dame. You just can't say right now, especially with what Georgia did to Oregon, that right now, I mean, very few schools are in the class of what, what Georgia is. But uh, I, I just I don't think they're top five, but I have no problem saying they're a top 15 team. I, I agree, and we talked about this on Friday when we filled in, or Thursday or whenever it was, is that, um, you know, I, I haven't been a – anti-Notre Dame guy I think they probably uh, I just I don't believe in the whole overrated narrative Uh, but I think by technicality they are overrated this year the one thing that did stand out to me Dan um, you know the reason Brian Kelly left we just talked about Brian Kelly is because of the fact that you know just can you get those elite elite difference makers at a school like Notre Dame and you watched them and it was like they just there was never that moment where they had that dude that they could just throw the ball to almost like a Jackson Smith and Jig, but like a whatever, um, yeah. you know, no running back that if he just breaks one tackle is gone for sixty yards. No edge rusher that you just can't stop, and so that's Marcus Freeman. That's why they 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 kept Marcus Freeman is they believe that they can get those kinds of players into the program, and that's why he's there. I still think I just watched him. There was never a moment where you just said. It, you know that that there, there was just never a moment where you were like, "Oh my goodness!" There, there one play, like even when Ohio State was down, it felt like if Ohio State just stayed po- composed and, and poised, they would be fine, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Michael Mayer's a great tight end. Yeah, he's uh, he's maybe the exception. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had they had ten completions. He had five of the catches. There was nobody outside of him. Uh, you know, there was the big play. I believe Styles had it. You know, on the first play of the game. But yeah, other than that. Yeah, that's hey. Listen, it's game one of year one. Yeah, you know, oh yeah. You yeah. know, there's there's opportunities for that to uh, to change. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. When a win is kind of like a loss. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Iowa played a game on Saturday. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. In for Doug Gottlieb today. Uh, this is this is the the game that I was talking about where you win but you don't feel like you won. It took two safeties and a field goal for the Hawkeyes to dispatch South Dakota State on Saturday. And uh, more more frustration, uh, again, for Hawkeye fans. And they do a great job in talking themselves into, like, this team is going to be good, we're going to go, we're going to beat Iowa State, and then we're going to be in the thick of things in the Big Ten West. But, I mean, this is, it's the same old, same old. With, with Iowa, Aaron, and I just I don't know at what point there's this. It's really like this fear of 
of possible failure. Like did you know being being an eight seed in the NBA is no man's land. And I don't know if eight and four and nine and three and seven and five are no man's land, but it sure kind of feels like it in college football. And I think that's where like Iowa is. And I know Kirk Ferentz is an institution and the longest tenured coach in college football. But I mean, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And and, and I just I I'm not calling for Kirk Ferentz's job. It's not what I'm saying. But there needs to be something different done, I think, to inject some some life almost nationally to make us look at Iowa a little bit different. So I, I made the analogy many years ago. They're like the old married couple that know Iowa fans and Kirk Ferentz. They're like the old married couple that know that they should get divorced, but they've been together so long that they're just like, ah, we're just going to stick this one out till death do us part. Like we committed to death do us part, uh, you know, fifty years ago. We're going to stick out these last ten years because that's what it feels like to me. Is that Iowa fans kind of understand their place, and it's a weird thing with them is like. They're not happy with it, but like you said, Dan, like they're almost afraid of what the alternative is. Could yes. it be worse? All that, um, and so yeah, and so yeah, it was it was interesting to follow. I'd be lying if I said I was watching closely for obvious reasons. But I, I remember saying years ago, I was like, they're the old married couple. They just are not. They, it's just easier to stay together at this point than separate. And that's exactly how I still feel about them all these years later. Defense making plays for them, but again, and it, no disrespect to South Dakota State, but this is you know this is not. I wouldn't score an offensive touchdown. And there's you know the the quarterback play left a lot to be desired. And I, I just I look at the Big Ten, and it's not even Nebraska. You know the Big Ten West is. Is it is just it's it is what it is. Put it that way, and you're going to come down to the, to the end of the season, and it's probably going to be Wisconsin, Iowa, and Northwestern battling it out. That's what it's probably that seems to happen every year. Some mix of those schools, Minnesota, maybe into the mix as well. But you know, the Iowa thing is like Iowa's got some some big time rivals. You know, since Nebraska came in, uh, obviously Minnesota's a rivalry. But this matchup with Wisconsin, and this is just my only point, is if you're Iowa, that's that's really the program that like you need to 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 keep up with. And in the last ten meetings, Wisconsin is eight and two against Iowa, and it reminds me almost a little bit of what Ohio State had to deal with when Jim Trestle comes in. And Jim Trestle, guess what he starts to do? He starts to beat Michigan and beats them every single year. And now Ohio State, you know, wins a national championship. And then five years later, they end up going to, uh, you know, going to another national championship game. Maybe it was four years later. And you're like, all right, this thing is rolling. And then all of a sudden you see what Florida and Urban Meyer put on the field. And then the next year you go up against LSU and you're like, okay, the SEC is a little bit different. So now we got to figure out a way to try to combat what the, you know, the SEC is and, and move in that way. And it seems like Iowa is just like, all right, here we are. We'll be eight and eight and four again. That's good. Like they don't even have to compete with the top of college football. <laughs> all they got to do is figure out a way to get to the top of the Big Ten West, and that's not even a given every single year. I know they made the Big Ten title game last year, but it's just I, I just don't know like how like over and over this can be okay. And it's like, why are you afraid of having a six and six campaign if you try to shake things up? Because well, it's no better than what they're doing right now. Last quick thought is they are almost the alternative to literally every other fan base in this sense where there's a lot of fan bases where you kind of sit there and say, listen, historically, you're probably about what you are right now. 
Um, but if you want to just fire your coach and start over and hope that you get the next Nick Saban, then go ahead. And every other program in America, Texas, you know, they fired Tom Herman off of a 7-3 and three season. Uh, you know, uh, whoever, uh, you know, Georgia obviously made the right decision in hindsight, but fires Mark Richt. Uh, LSU is going through coaches. Tennessee goes through coaches. And the, the argument is always, well, it's not bad now, but it could be better. Well, it's not bad now, it could be better, but it also could be worse. And most programs don't see that it could be worse side. It feels like Iowa might be the only single one that actually does. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. And you know what? Just you know, keep winning the Cyhawk Trophy, and and then maybe you know, just maybe you know, and it comes down to it, they'll be in the thick of things at the end. But you know, in terms of national relevance, they just they need something to they need something to change, something to be different, and. Uh, this past Saturday, it will keep the narrative throughout the season, no matter what changes this year with Iowa. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. I told you it was a crazy week in college football. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Did the Steelers name a starting quarterback without naming a starting quarterback? We'll talk about it next year on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. But for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Redestine tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hash protection for two years, 
Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports. You'll see their Vredestein test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, Tire Rack is the experts. That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug, good at any Graduate Hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Glad to have you with us on this Labor Day. Do I hear an echo? It's uh, get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. No, don't hear an echo on my headset. Don't freak out, guys. Let's go play a game with Monty. This is game time. Game on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Monty Bolaños is here with a game. What's yeah. going on, Monty? Woo, John, tell everybody what we're playing. Big deal, little deal, no deal. That's right. Big deal, little deal, no deal. All right, let's do this. Today, the Pittsburgh Steelers named their five team captains. One of them was quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Go ahead, hmm. I'm going to say little deal okay. because I think we all expected Trubisky to get the starting job. Okay. This kind of confirms it because you don't want your captain just sitting on the sidelines, not able to really talk to the <laughs> uh, to the officials. Okay. So I'm going to say a little deal. I'll right. double down on that really quick. Little deal because like part of the reason you brought him in right is because he's a trooper, right? He's a mm-hmm. locker room guy. And uh, I think Kenny Pickett is going to be the starter sooner rather than later. Okay. But, you know. If you if you were brought in because you're a good guy, I'm not surprised that he has been voted or you know selected as a captain of this team. I will also say this: kudos to the Steelers to have five, right, and not ten like the Giants. <laughs> like I don't know if there are ten good New York Giants. There are not. Let alone I can have, tell you that. Yeah. yeah, let alone to have ten captains. But that's what that's what they had the other day. Well, like geez, I know. Sometimes when you have nobody, you're like everybody. Everybody gets it. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're so bad. Participation trophy uh, organization over there. For sure. All right, guys. With Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations literally about to come to a hard close, big deal, little deal, no deal, that Russell Wilson signed a $245 million contract, but only $165 million guaranteed. 
I'll say little deal in my opinion. Okay. Um, just you know, it, it, listen, just because Deshaun, just because the Browns did something dumb with Deshaun Watson by guaranteeing a money that goes against you know fifty years of what's been done in the NFL, I don't think it means that every other team has to do that. And apparently, not only do the Broncos agree, but Russell Wilson and his agents agree as well. Okay. Yeah, and to Aaron's point, I actually think it's a big deal for the rest of the league. Mm. Uh, that you know that there is a resetting point where now you're not just trying to top that contract. I'm sure other quarterbacks sure. at some point will. But you know, in Lamar's case, yeah, I think it was a strike against Lamar to have that Russell Wilson deal. Totally, totally. And I know everyone's super excited about the NFL season, but this also means we're getting close to Halloween. So big deal, little deal, no deal. That they're making a Winnie the Pooh scary movie called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey about a deranged Whoa. bear seeking revenge on Christopher Robin. Oh, that's a horrifying I, deal. And that's you should a, see yeah. it. It's like a masked bear. And the bear is, Winnie the Pooh is not supposed to talk, but his little friend Piglet is part of it. Well, this is stupid. This is, <laughs> like, can we have something fun and funny? Like everything is now like serious or it's an eight part documentary on everything. I mean, like, my goodness. You're, I'm, I'm all for this. You don't like this. You don't want to take your son to this? No, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't want to go. I'm in my late thirties, man. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's game, huh? I don't have a Sunday. This is game time <laughs> on the Doug Gottlieb right. Show. I, I I never liked Halloween, you know, and now now I got to be all about it, which is actually okay uh, when your kid dresses up as a little tiger. Not, He's mur- not murder pandas, though. No, we don't want murder pandas. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- 
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 